Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Why does this cinder block have a long piece of string tied to it? And finally, why is the other end of this string tied securely to your penis? And the answer, ladies, is trust. This is your first test. Spanish! Do you trust that we've provided you with enough slack so that your block will land safely on the lawn? Sir, yes, sir. And Blue! Yes, sir. Do you trust that I do not want to see you die here tonight? Sir, yes, sir. Blue, you're my boy! Thank you, sir. Hey, those are cool tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the cobra? Hey, what is this one? Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. You have no regrets? Dad? No. Like, not even a single letter? No nah. way. <laughs> not me. Well, I love them. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. How much do you think zero res would have picked up out of that thick shag when they finally closed that place down? So much. So the other day, speaking of that place, without naming it, I took the kids on a tour <laughs> of our hometown. <laughs> the famous monuments. Well, my kids love My Name is Earl. <laughs> okay. And the kind of parents that we are, we've let them watch pretty much all of My Name is Earl. Sure. And I'm like, well... This is, I went down to the, past the end of the drag. Oh, yeah. Where we used to have our Owen Mills pictures taken in a, in a <laughs> motel room that may have, Bob Crane may have been bludgeoned to death in. I used to always say growing up that place smelled like fried monkeys. <laughs> and we drove, and they're like, well, where's the crab shack? I'm like, well, there wasn't a crab shack, but there's the, <laughs> and you know, it's closed down. Yeah. And the, Fake brick facade uh, or fake rock facade, still, still there. Man, so many stories you could relay. This, remember that story I told you about the guy stabbing the other guy. This is where that happened. Yeah, and then we we also stopped at the. I actually took them on the physical drag, the full length. Boy, and they could not get their head around. Now, why? Why did you drive around and around and through the Sonic and like no? This is what we did on Friday nights and Saturday nights. That was our whole universe back then. And how you you didn't park on one side of the square. That was for the out-of-towners. That's right. Everybody, you know, each side of the square had its own identity. Right. You had kickers on on one side. That's right. You had the out-of-towners. Out-of-towners on the other side. You had the semi-thuggy catch-all side. And then you had more of the prep popular side. So they couldn't get their head around that that's what we did and it was great. Oh, it was fantastic. That's and the fact that uh, we we got to start going up there way too young. Yeah, as soon as you had somebody that could drive. That's right. Or, or you went to if you went to somebody's house to spend the night, and then you walked down the road to somebody else's house that had a 
friend that could drive or whatever, yeah, you, know, you were up there. Yeah, I mean, if I was spending the night with my when I was in eighth grade, if I was spending the night with the lawman whose older brother was a senior at the time, then we could just ride up. You know, sure, we just head into town with him. We'd you know stay up there till midnight or whatever. Right. Crazy. Had no business being up there. So I was at a, everybody drinking and driving. I was at an award ceremony where the lawman's or the uh, lawman's brother's kids were at. Oh man! And they were getting all these academic awards. So I went up to the lawman brother's <laughs> wife and said, "I guess all this comes from your side of the family." There is no doubt. <laughs> there is. You talk about the yin and the yang between those two yeah. on academic abilities. Yeah, that's uh, they definitely took after their mama. Well, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast. This week, it's just two guys talking about stuff. Hey, now. Heavy had a trapping emergency or just doesn't like us anymore. I don't know why, but he wouldn't come. So it's just me and Ty. So I'm Gustav Monteblanc. I'm Ty Webb. And you can send your hate to Heavy Longmire, wherever he's at. He's covered in pelts somewhere. <laughs> he's he's dabbing a little bit of uh, musk onto him, <laughs> you know, kind of cover up his scent. Pouring. He's He's got like a full turquoise breastplate on. <laughs> He's doing some kind of Kamala the Ugandan giant dance at the moment. Uh, Heavy in the wild would be something that we could like, we had to pitch that to one of the reality shows. I got swamp people and all those stuff. How about a heavy show? Man, I got to tell you the story sometime about when me and some buddies in college took another buddy of ours who wasn't an outdoors type at all. We took him on a camp out. We took him camping. And we convinced him that this was just like the part of the ritual you do the first time you go camping. <laughs> and we, we like stripped down and took, you know, some of the charcoal out of the fire and painted our faces and our chest and started doing these dances. And he just fall, he just fell right in line. We told him there's a secret, uh, like there's a secret language that you spoke that we just <laughs> made up to each other. And then we had him trying it too. So where was this guy from that he didn't? He, I mean, he called bullshit on this. Well, crazy enough, he was from East Texas, which you would think, right? How can you be from East Texas and not have? I mean, maybe you didn't, you weren't a camping family or right. anything, but you've at least been a couple at least of times once, yeah. But he was, he was an East Texas city boy, and that's he, a that's a he fell hook, line, and sinker for that. You should have seen us dancing around the fire with our clothes off and the Elephant charcoal walk. all over. Oh, it's it was. It was full on, as they like these kids like to say. Was it lit? Oh, it was lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag one hundo. <laughs> well, you can email us your stories about fooling people on camping trips to can you hear me pod at gmail dot com. You can find me on Twitter at real Gustav. I am at Tyweb three thousand. And if he was here, he'd tell you He's the one and only Heavy Longmire, and you can find him at Longmire Heavy. Dude, I was over by the porta potties at some point. I'm still confused that there w- he wasn't able to get at Heavy Longmire for his Twitter handle. Has that never bothered you? I mean, yeah, and that has to be available. Yeah, I mean, because he, although I will give him credit for, I think if he had it to do over, he would do at the one and only. Oh, I'm sure Longmire he would. Heavy. I think that's a little long, but he would certainly try it. I keep waiting for a turquoise inlay that says that, the one and only. If he does get a tattoo, that's what it's going to be. I'm glad Heavy doesn't have any tattoos because they would be 
absolute failure, whatever it would be. <laughs> well, in Heavy's, uh, Heavy's prime years of getting a tattoo body is a little different than it is <laughs> these days. And so what that tattoo looked like originally might have changed just a little bit. I mean, he's, st- he's still in all his full glory. Yes. But... I mean, as we all do, you know, at 22, we don't look the same as, you we know, when we're 42. I, I, so I want to file that point for a minute because I want to come back to it. But Heavy's body. Heavy's body. But the tattoo changes makes me think of a gentleman, and I use that term loosely. Jim Corbett? No. The, <laughs> the mouth of the south. <laughs> That's Cornette, sorry. A guy that we used to work with in our youth. Uh, a, is this a summer job? This is a summer job. We've talked about this job at some point, I, I feel I'm like, sure right? I'm sure we have. It was, God, it was so great. So it was a bunch of jackass high school slash college guys home for the summer to do work, and they would hire us up to do everything they couldn't do in the year, and we worked with the full-timers. <laughs> oh, boy. And one of the full-timers was a- Talk about characters. Amateur tattoo artist. I'm almost positive we talked about this, but I don't care. And- he had done a tattoo of his on his wife that was originally a butterfly. Yeah. But he spoke, he looked a little bit like Popeye, <laughs> yeah. but he spoke like Elvis. Yes, that, and that's a good combo for him. The Popeye wife and Elvis. Had, had several kids, and he, he told me that you got to watch out for that because uh, dang, old, dang old butterfly short like a motherfucking bald eagle. <laughs> And he himself had quite an interesting tattoo. Well, yes, he did. He had the tattoo of a lady, a hoochie girl, on his inner left arm. Maybe it was right. I can't remember. On his forearm. And so it was legs, torso, tits. Big. Big tits, bush, and arms. Right. And that was it. No head. No head, no hands, no feet. And he would jig- he would jiggle his forearm and make it dance. Sinewy forearm. And I asked him... Or we worked with him for several years, or I did anyway. And at first, when we asked him about it, he would just say he hadn't found the the right lady yet. Right. Like he, like yeah, he was waiting. His muse, had his, his face him. muse, had not arrived just yet. But later on, after he became comfortable with me, he went ahead and said he got too fucking drunk and he couldn't finish it. That makes a lot more sense. Which, as if it was a one time thing, right? You know, I'm pretty sure it was. Couldn't too drunk every night to finish it, but one well, just to speak on his work ethic and the work ethic of most of those who were our supervisors at the time. There was one time, one occasion where it happened to be just me and him for the day, and of course I just followed his lead. Sure. You know, whatever. I mean, Not gonna I was just boat. a punk kid, and I, you know, I do whatever, you know, whatever he said. It took us an entire day to replace a deadbolt lock on the door. <laughs> That's all we got done in an entire... We took a break for lunch and came back and finished it. I think we spent the first half of the day taking the old lock out, then went and had lunch, then came back, and then put the new one in in the the afternoon, and we called that a full day. It had to be the most inefficient. There's no doubt. I mean, that that job could have been done in 15 minutes, and it, it, it took the company eight hours. Right. And, you know, there were some projects that were big and did take a long time, but generally any painting. Oh, boy, we 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 had so much jackassery on those paint jobs. Well, we, you know, that one crew that, I don't know if you, were you on that crew where we would nap in the morning? When we were at the uh, 
At the big place? No, this is when we were over at the uh, the little school. No. I don't, I don't think, think you were on this. Me, the lawman, our friend that drove the bobcat off in the right. water pipe ditch when me and him was working for mm-hmm. the lawman's dad. Uh, us three, and there was somebody else, I think, that was there on and off, but us three were the main ones there. You know, we had to be there. We started that job at like six or seven in the morning. Seven, I remember it was yeah. it was early. We started early. It was early for summer coming home from college. I mean, yes. we were, you know, getting hammered every night pretty yeah, much. It was real early for some of our friends so who we, never went home. And that was this was the second year, I think. Okay. So that was the first year when we were out there with you on that right. big job. So we would all get out there um uh, to this little school that we were supposed to be repainting and we'd get out there at seven in the morning supervisor would show up, meet us out there, let us in the building, then he would leave. Right. Well, then we would all just go straight to sleep. And that was a very secluded site. Yeah, nobody else was out there. I mean, nobody. Right. And we would sleep until almost lunch, and then get up, go have lunch, come back, and then work for the full afternoon, and we would get enough done in the afternoon that they were happy with how much we were doing. I mean, they thought we had done a hell of a lot of work. Because they were used to their pace. Yeah, which was glacial at best. But I mean, as as soon as they drove off, because the three of us were usually having a rough time that morning. You know, me and the lawman had usually been out together the right. night before. And, you know, it, we might have had a couple hours sleep. And so every morning, as soon as that supervisor pulled off, we would, with we his, found a, we, we found a, blinker a on. yes, the perpetual blinker. That, that, that blinker. thing was on for three summers. That ear had broken off years and years before. I did have one occasion to where, cause I think we've, we've talked about him before. Yeah, we've, a little bit. We've yeah. mentioned the eye. Yeah. He had the lazy eye. Well, it, what, maybe we haven't. So that was because he had, that went back to when he was a kid. Have I told this story? I don't think so. Right, I mean, so, you told me, but I don't yeah, think you so told me. So he was, um, that supervisor was best friends with my grandfather. And they weren't friends, even though they went to high school and stuff together, they weren't friends until they started working at a different business. And then they both rose up through that and got to be friends there. Although I think I and my grandfather both had made him so mad that his, that he was just about to die on occasions. Well, but and he did have a temper. Very much so. But he was a shit when he was a kid. Oh, I imagine. And always fighting and stuff. He fit right in with your granddad. Uh, my, that, that granddad, this is... The, oh, this is the other one. Yeah, this is the okay. other one. That, and neither one of them were fighters. But the Montebloc granddad, he was very scholarly. You know, right. very kind of quiet and nerdy and but and, and way out in BFE, away yeah. from town. Whereas the supervisor grew up in town. And he would go up on the ice house and hang out up there. Well, he dropped a brick from two stories up onto some other <laughs> punk ass kid and damn near killed the kid. Not like surprising. When he was like 12 or 13 or 14. Did he grow up on the south side of town? Yes, he did. Right. And so he, he's up there on that ice house and drops a brick of some size, but it was enough to just about kill the kid. I'm sure. But the kid gets better eventually, comes back with a 22. And I think he may have been up on top of the, dry goods store that just recently <laughs> yeah went out and you know how it had the kind of the parapet yeah she took a shot at him <laughs> it hit a brick and ricocheted and hit him and that's what fucked up his eye wonderful they go to high school get out of high school korean war comes along that eye which he did not see well out of 
did not stop the army from taking him to Korea. Well, they gave him the green tag on that. They gave him an M1 carving and said, go out and go get, shoot the one in the middle. Right. So, yeah. Well, he, I had an episode one time where he was, as he often was, he was generally pissed off all the time all about the time. something. Yes. And he got pissed. He was screaming at me about something, and I didn't even know what he was talking about. Right. And maybe I wasn't even one involved. I don't know. Probably he would not. just scream at whoever was right. closest. But he was like face to face with me screaming, and I did not know where to look. And I was so as scared as I was of him, just the fact that he was he was a big man, yeah. and he was screaming at me, and I didn't know why. Right. But then being that close to him and being so scared that he was going to obviously notice that I kept darting from right, eye to right. eye because I didn't know which one to look at, that he was going to just choke me out right there. Yeah. No. He, and he was, I mean, he was slinging spit, screaming at me, just oh, nose he, to nose. He could yell. But I grew up with him literally at my my place, if not weekly, some, at one point every day he was out there hanging nice. out with my dad and my grandfather. Blinker on. Blinker on. He had a truck that the blinker stayed on for the entire three years that we worked that well, job. Well, I think he'd gotten mad or something, and he shifted it, you know, pulled it down, and it broke the ear off, so right. it would never come back on its own. <laughs> and he was too busy yelling at somebody or being <laughs> mad at somebody to switch it back on. It was just hilarious because whether his lights were on or off or nothing else on right. that fucking truck worked. I mean, that truck was a oh, piece it of was shit. Been beat to hell. But that blinker, by God, worked to to AT. Went out and small town, and he had to drive all around that town all day long, going to all these different crews. Everybody just waiting on him to turn left. Just turn left. Well. <laughs> He, I pissed him off one day. Well, me and, uh, I can see the wheels turning. I'm trying to think how to say, I'll just say his name and bleep it. Me and, okay, pissed off. <laughs> okay. So he had a second in charge that was uh, one of his full timers that probably a decent guy, but when faced with having to try and corral oh. 15, he was punk out, ass, he was, he was way out of his league. And so me and, Pissed him off one day so bad that he threatened to quit. Like he'd walked off. The supervisor comes and finds me at some other site wherever I'm at and starts just yelling and chewing my ass out. And I've known him all my life. I wasn't scared. I mean, what the force is going to do is fire me. <laughs> so I just sat there with a shitty grin on his face and he yelled and yelled for about five minutes. Then finally he just started cussing at me and just, yeah, I mean, like stop yelling and just. God damn it! Just you know, just shaking his head because he knew it wasn't working, and he knew how silly the 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 deputy supervisor <laughs> the was. Roscoe of yes, the operation. The Roscoe. Do you remember the the other uh, staff member that had the fully quaffed hair? That <laughs> <laughs> was like a, I mean, it was like a fucking Hawaii Five O tidal wave. Yes. Just so manicured. Do you remember? And it was a guy that was a little bit older than us that had become full-time that had a unicorn or a Pegasus tattoo on his arm that was home homemade. To me, there's nothing worse than like the single tattoo. Yeah, who was that? I do remember the tattoo. I'm trying to remember who it was on. I'll bleep it. Anyway, it, so... <laughs> Boy, we had a tattoo we had, lineup was, on that was, crew. Tattoos were cool before they were cool on that crew. So it was a, it was a unicorn... or a, Sorry, a Pegasus... Tattoo on his shoulder, on his you know upper bicep. Yeah, and the tail was as thick 
has the legs, has the rear right. legs. So it looked like he had just this giant horse stick hanging down. <laughs> Man, we had the they God, we had the worst tattoos on that crew of all time. Well, that was before anybody They were all homemade. Oh yeah, they were all homemade. Because nobody was in, you know, nineteen ninety two or whatever. Nobody was getting tattoos then. That was very uh still white trash. It wasn't cool by any means. Well, that job was so breakfast club. We had so much fun. Oh, it was the best. Didn't get shit done. No. Although back. that one big job we had, we yeah. actually, we, we we worked that good. We did. And when we did work, we did good work. Yes. We just, you know, I mean, we just fucked around way too much. And they would start to whittle off people. Yeah. As they got jobs done and they didn't have, you know, as much work to do. But also they would take that opportunity to get rid of the, the lesser workers right and one year i maybe it was the third year and you man i should have come back that third year because that job that me and taco took out there at the lake oh that was hell that was a shit job we had to be out there at 4 30 in the morning and it was an hour away shit and yeah don't get me started on the boss out there that that year because there weren't as many i don't think no. And they ended up keeping me uh, the whole time. I guess, I think I kept me every year. No, I think there was only, wasn't there only you and two or three other guys that came back for that third year? Yeah, I think so. Because the lawman wasn't back. No, he wasn't back. And our uh, bobcat driver wasn't back. No, and no there, there, weren't, there weren't many. The whale man wasn't, whale man wasn't he back. He wasn't back. He was probably still asleep. I saw a picture the other day. His oldest is taller than him now. God. And he's a big boy. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. They stopped at the school that y'all used to sleep at. They dropped me off there <laughs> with no air conditioning. Oh, man. To take out a trough urinal that had been installed about 1938. Ooh. And that school was... For the little people. Not a lot of good hygiene at that, that place. That wall was so full of... Uh, no ice in there ever. <laughs> no, no, no ice in that trough urinal. Oh, it was so rough. And that, that you know, it was... And it got about 170 in there in the summer. No air conditioning, 170. The only window is about a foot wide and about six inches tall up at the very top. Yeah. There's, and there, and even if I got it open, there was nowhere else that was open. Oh, it was awful. Just so much ammonia. That, rem- that remind, that combined with Travis tweeting out those pictures of his flatbed reminded me of the job that I had for a couple years. I guess, couple years in high school and then did a little bit when we came back from college just on the side in the summer too me and the lawman did that hay hauling right. business and he had that flatbed that he named booger mm-hmm. you know that we used to go out there and run and i was telling somebody the other day i don't see how i mean i couldn't do a half a day of that work i mean i guess it just speaks to when you're young right but, you know we would stay up i mean we would party all night go out there in the summer and throw square bells all day long, you know, and just, I mean, those barns were, I don't know how hot. Right, yeah. And then drink beer, you know, maybe take a quick break to eat something and then just go right back at it. And I mean, that that was about as much money as you could make as a high school kid. Yeah, that was, that was, if somebody had got on hauling hay, they had money. But they earned it. I mean, that's. Oh my gosh. I, I would, it would be funny to, I wouldn't do it because it would just suck so bad. Have but a challenge. Man, I mean, I would like to see how far I could make it into one of those days that, cause we didn't even have, I mean, 
99% of the time, we didn't even have a loader. You know, right. it was just either grant, either find, you know, a girlfriend or something to come out there and drive that thing in granny gear yep. or just park it. And, and you're carry. just hauling, carrying and throwing it up there and then jumping up there and stacking it and then taking it to the barn and stacking it in there. I mean, for, you know, eight or 10 hours in the heat, man, I mean, I, I would pass out in about 15 oh, yeah. you minutes. Do it. You today. couldn't do it at all. No. And you didn't have to worry about lifting in. The good thing was you didn't have to worry about getting in the weight room before football started. You're already in shape. You know, not only weight, but conditioning. Right. Because you'd gone eight hours or 10 hours. Yeah. I remember, uh, his, you know, his brother, who is Mr. All American, would come out there from time to time because he had his own, mm-hmm. you know, business. Uh, and he had done plenty of hay hauling, but he'd come out there and just make us feel like such pussies. I mean, well, he'd, you know, he'd take a hay bone, and throw it up, you know, about 50 right. feet in the air. And we, well, he, we thought we were really stout. You well, know? he's two of any. I mean, he's, I mean, the lawman wasn't tiny at the time, but his brother's twice what he is. Yeah. I mean, his, his brother was, I mean, I, at that time, he was, and he was probably what, 6'2, something like that. See, I don't six, know if he's that tall. 6'1, maybe. Maybe about 6'1. But he was probably about 250 with no fat. No fat. Then. Yeah. Because he was playing college football right. then as a linebacker. And he was, boy, you talk about country strong. And nice. we thought we were country strong. No. And then, yeah. Yeah, it was, it definitely was humbling. Yeah. And that, you know, there's always somebody stronger and faster. And that was him. Yeah. <laughs> He he was he was the man. And still, I mean, you know, I run into him all the time, and I'm standing there, and I feel like I did when we were kids. This just a little pipsqueak next to him. Well, he he is to me. He will always be the king of the county. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the king of the mountain of the county, that's who I right. I think about is on top. No, I. I, I mean, there were some bad when you. That's the other thing I thought of when you were talking about the doing the drag and driving around the square. You know, there were some people that you did not fuck with right. up there. And whether or not you, you know, if you fought, didn't fought, if you thought you were a badass or if you could fight or whatever, there were still some, especially when you were young going up there, these yeah. guys seemed like gods when you were ninth grade and they were, you know, seniors. But there were, you know, there were grown ass men that hung out up there too. Sure. Yeah. And there were some guys that there was a group of about four or five that I can think of off the top of my head that I did not want any part of. But even those guys, I felt like deferred to. I felt like our buddy the king was still the head man in charge. Nah, Although one of those guys, the guy that we knew, did I tell you the story about the? You know the guy that we knew that worked as a quasi hitman for another guy that kind of ran the town. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, there was one time, I don't know if I've told you this story before, but there's one time that we were up there in that, it used to be a grocery, and one of the guys who was a badass, who was from, he had a brother who's also a badass. I think you told me this off air. Okay. You know, you know the story I'm talking yeah. about. Do you want me to, do you want to go on or you want me to cut it? I think I can, t- I mean, okay. I think it's big right. enough. Uh, I was up there as like an, I think I was in ninth, maybe 10th grade at the time with a bunch of my friends. And we were talking to some other guys and the guy who him and his brother were known badasses were sitting up there that nobody wanted to fight, you know, kind of thing. And the hitman, who was a grown ass man at right. the time, I mean, he was probably, I mean, he had to be mid twenties. That's what I was thinking about 25, 26. And I mean, there were rumors that he had killed people. Right. I don't know if he had, but I'd believe it if, you know, if yeah, I found you wouldn't out. be shocked. I, I did see one time I was at our local little convenience store there and walked by his little S10 pickup 
and there was a machine gun in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess maybe some of these rumors are true. Sitting right there in the passenger front seat. Like what, a Mac 10? <laughs> exactly. I don't think this was one of our little air airsoft right. fun. You Didn't know, have an orange tip on. No, we weren't playing war with that. But so that guy drives up right into the middle of the crowd in this parking lot, going about you know thirty miles an hour, slams on the brakes, jumps out of his truck, runs right up to this badass, gets right in his face, and starts giving him the "you motherfucker." Now everybody there is Tense. like, yeah. To say the least, we're like, this was like Godzilla bumping into King Kong. Right. I mean, we were all like, we we're about to see the fight of the, the century. century. And what felt like about 10 minutes, it was probably about a 10 second pause. They were just face to face after the dude motherfucked him. And the other guy just sat there and sat there. And then he wrapped his arms around him. And they're like, you motherfucker, <laughs> giving each other a hug. I mean, the collective sigh in that parking lot was like, oh, my gosh. All the assholes unpuckered. Everybody thought we were about to see the ultimate, you know, showdown go down right in front of our face. But evidently, they knew each other. Oh, man. Yeah, I would have been. That would have been super tense. Going back to we were talking about uh, Heavy not being in tattoo body shape anymore. I'm a fan of the banana moon pie. I ate a can of Vienna sausage a couple of months ago. The other day... um, Megan from Megan's Movie Podcast asked me if I'd like to come on and oh, yeah. uh, tombstone with her in yeah. a couple of weeks. And I said, sure, yeah. Thanks for only inviting one of us. You know? Well, I'm, I'm working on, I'm trying to finagle. Gus is not the only one that loves your podcast, Megan. We're going to see if we can do, uh, I'm going to work on her, see if we can do Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh. With us. And if you, I, if you ever want to do a Tootsie episode, call me. Oh, you do love Tootsie? Anyway, so... That got me thinking, I've got all these guns. You do. Of that era. I could bring those and, you know, sh- you know, they could see that. Because that's one of those things that always bothers me. Are you going to wear your red bandana? Well, so I used <laughs> to do the cowboy action shooting. You know? Oh, I know. And I did that when I was about 21. <laughs> you squeezing back into that outfit? Well, I, I got one of the belts. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go around <laughs> You got to break out the old I, leather punch. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, it won't <laughs> touch. <laughs> I'd have to stitch on a new oh, band. Oh man, I had it where it was a it was a a shotgun yeah shell belt for the for the shooting stages. And yeah, it won't close because I didn't have it where it overlapped a whole lot. <laughs> like fuck, I'm. You went from about three notches in to yeah, no so notches. The the difference in basically half my life ago. Yeah. It's a, it's quite disturbing. And then Mrs. Gustav took the oldest one shopping one time this week and came back. She's like, I bought him size 30 pants. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> that's the size pants that I wore when <laughs> we got together when I was 24, 25. She's like, yeah. Oh boy. You get, I hope you got the fear into him now. I do, but he's getting bigger. I mean, he knows I'm meaner. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's pretty much a, uh, well, that's the thing. No matter whether you pass your dad in size, you know, doesn't matter. Right. I mean, a perfect example is the king of the county. Yeah, because... His dad is half his size, and I guarantee you he wouldn't mess with him. No. Now, his dad is a badass, too. Right, but, but as far as size... But literally to, half his size. Yes. But I've heard stories from the lawman about those two getting into it. You know, kind of one of those, like, 
the oldest and him kind of half play fighting right, and kind of half like we're going to establish our territory. Yeah. And his daddy, you know, he never lost a battle yeah. with him. Now that's the junior. He'll he'll mess with me, and I've still got the upper hand for a while, just because he's not as mean. He's not willing to bite and stuff. Well, or you know, he doesn't deal with <laughs> sweep the leg. He doesn't deal with pressure points well. <laughs> You're insulting his mama to him. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'll, I'll he'll say. They'll do like your mama jokes at me, right? And I'm like, hey, that's your granny. <laughs> Zip it, boy. Or they'll do them to each other. I'm like, hey. He's talking about your mom. <laughs> Man, that was kids always are so stupid. When we were uh, in Boy Scouts, and when I, I was young in Boy Scouts, it was very Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And the older guys would make us fight each other. Right. And they would usually try to say, hey, he was talking about your mom. Yeah. Oh, you but can't have that. I knew whoever they were saying that, well, that's my best friend. Right. I know he wasn't saying anything about my mom. <laughs> Yeah, you got to come up with something else. Work better, but then they were going to whip our ass, so we would wrestle into like a stalemate. Yeah, and they would just get tired because we just kind of like rock a little, ah, right? You know, but we didn't want to get our asses kicked because we saw what happened oh, yeah. if you stepped out. But we would just fight till they got tired and picked on somebody easier to make mad. When we talked a little bit the other day about how I mean, it was they got away with way more, like our parents, our dads. Their generation got away with way more of that hazing stuff oh, yeah. than we did. And then we got away more, you know, with way more than they do now. Now, yeah, you couldn't do anything but, now. Man, some of the stuff our dads and them did was just crazy. I mean, we we had, which I mean, I don't think, I don't know if they still do this or can get away with this, but, you know, we had like, you know, taking us out in the middle of nowhere and leaving us. Right. The, you know, the senior the jv and the senior carpet in the locker room and stuff like if you stepped on it then they would just jump on you and beat your ass and you know the coaches knew and that kind of thing and you know close the door we also had you know we also had coaches giving us swats that we damn sure got a bruise from yes and wasn't nobody calling cps so do you remember how and it always struck me as one of the dumber things of junior high how junior high kids in shop would build paddles yes. for the coaches. In fact, I can't remember if I've told y'all this before, but one of our coaches at the end of our junior high run gave me one of those paddles that he had used forever <laughs> no, because he felt like I deserved you, you it. You earned it? Yeah. And I've still got that thing. No shit. That's great. I'll, Hist- I'll bring... coach. Yes, history coach. The one that you damn sure didn't want to get a whooping from. Anytime the coaches would just give you one lick, you knew that that was going to be a big one. Yeah, they were going to make it count. If you got two, then, I mean, I've seen some of my buddies in high school, guys that I was friends with, I I can think of this one occasion, because you remember when we were freshmen, no, when we were eighth grade, the principal at the high school that left when we got to be a freshman was a a big man. Yes. A six four strong big dude. Yes. And some buddies of mine that were seniors at the time, some friends of the mm-hmm. king of the county, big guys got in trouble and they had to go to the office and they got licks and they got two licks and they came out of there crying. Right. I believe it because that was a big man. And that paddle he had was a sure enough, I mean, it was about a three and a half footer. Two before. Man, holes in it. Yeah. Just get that sp- no wind resistance. There, this was none of this was CPS approved, and we were the tail end of that. So it's just kind of a. And we would do everything we could, 
which a lot of times didn't work because everybody knew everybody in our town anyway. But the opposite of the way it is now, we did everything we could to hide that stuff from our parents. Right. Like, we damn sure weren't going to go home and be like, you know, I got a SWAT at school and now my ass is blue. Right. It, it was like, just try to pray they don't find out. You know? Well, you know, when, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying it was different. It was different. And Heavy and I both had family members that worked for the school. Right. And even if they weren't in that building, it was just a phone call away to yeah. say, oh, you know, little Heavy's been a shit today. Then you had to deal with that. Man, I'm telling you, some, I mean, some of the scariest moments in my life have been the first couple of times getting swats from one of those coaches where you've heard about it from the time that you were in elementary school, right. that these coaches starting in junior high and then in high school, if you had to get licks from them, it was going to be the most pain you'd ever had. And getting in trouble that first time with one of two guys in particular, I can think of two coaches, the because the first time is always the worst because you don't know how bad it's right. going to be. It's totally. Uh... But man, that first time when it was me and another buddy and the buddy got it first and I'm just having to sit there waiting on my turn to get a lick and I'm outside the room right. and you just, you hear it and I mean, petrified. Right. You'd have been much better off to be the first one. And when we're, when we got in trouble in football, which happened too, let me tell you, when you get licks wearing football pants, you might as well be naked. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing There's, there. It's just pure. It's just. And I'm sure Heavy has told you the story of our buddy who they told him that he was going to get licks the next time. And so he tried to stuff a bunch of shit <laughs> in his. You talk about impossible. You think you can get away with hiding, stuffing football pants? Right. It's pretty obvious. Well, that just made him more pissed and he just got extra licks. But he uh, he tried to stuff stuff down his football pants. To, Who was that? It was... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his last uh, name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <sighs> Between that and the guy that we convinced to put his jock strap on his helmet to run out there for football practice. And then that, the other... had to go over. The other buddy that showed up ran out onto the practice field in his cowboy boots because he left his cleats at home. That didn't go... That, that didn't end well long term either. We had some... Some moments. Well, we had some slap dicks. Well, we got an email from outside the country. Is this some of our foreign Japanese? No, listeners, not Japanese. And it's titled "I Am a Foreign Listener." Okay. Hello, can you hear me? Podcast. In your last episode, parentheses foreign listeners, y'all mentioned that your podcast was downloaded about sixty times in Germany in the last month. I've gone back to count, and I'm responsible for exactly 26 of those. Hey, now. I'm actually a uh, ein from South Arlington, but I'm doing exchange here in Germany, and I've been a long-time ticket P1, IJB P1, and a consumer of the Blowout Podcast Network. I Excellent. can't remember exactly how, but I must have heard about y'all through those channels a couple of months ago. Since then, I've enjoyed a number of your back episodes, and I look forward to hearing the new ones every week. When I go home in late June, you'll lose a listener in Germany, but gain one in the 817. Keep doing what you're doing, Chris. Well, we appreciate it, Chris. So that's German Chris. German Chris. But that's only 26 of those downloads. So now we got to figure out who Helga is. Oh, Helga. I, I tweeted out, hey, send nudes. Speaking of Germany, when you go, I'm going to, 
I'm going to fully expect this from you. And if I don't get it from you, I'm going to have a problem. All right. When you go to do Megan's movie podcast and y'all are talking Tombstone, if you don't segue at some point into Top Secret, I'm really going to be upset. Believe me, if you don't think that I'm not going to mention Val Kilmer in Top Secret, I, I, I'm I'm hurt. Well, I, I'm just saying that I know it's you're going to be a little bit nervous going on to a new show and leaving the fold a little bit. Right. I got full confidence in you. I'm just saying that if you don't go, if you don't push it all the way to eleven, okay, well, then you're gonna, you're going to have some hell to pay when you get back. So I, you know, I'm gonna. It's going to be very Powers Booth centric, of course, and Val Kilmer centric. Val Kilmer, I mean, underrated. Some yeah, great and, movies and real he, genius. Come on, right? And since he got a little chubby in his later years, people are giving him shit, right? They're forgetting his greatness. They're forgetting the man made. They're forgetting the doors. The doors. They're forgetting Iceman. <laughs> I mean, the plaque for the runners up is in the ladies' room. Right. You know, it's he's he's just not appreciated enough. Heat. Thunderheart. Thunderheart. Heat. Oh, heat. So good. I could edit Heat down to about an hour thirty, and it would be the best movie ever. Yeah. It it feels like two movies when you're watching it. If I cut out all the Al Pacino backstory stuff all the well and all the al pacino amy brenneman stuff all that just get rid of that i don't need to know that about him yeah you could take ashley judd out completely i don't know you can't take her out completely because you lose the great ass well that's true you gotta have that but i could definitely take all of pacino's daughter and ex-wife or whatever the fuck she is and get rid of that and it would be smooth right that man he's really good in that everybody's great in that He's so good in Thunderheart too. I love yeah, that movie. That's a good movie too. I had a uh I had a professor at one of my college stops who looked exactly like a grown up version of the younger kid in Real Genius. Really? And I told him that. Because how, we got that we, go over. We kind of got to be friends and it, he looked so much like him that he said he had heard that before. Because I was like, "What? It, I'm really curious to see." Because he wasn't that much older than right. me at the time. Did that dude do anything else? Man, I, if he did, I never saw him. Anything Let's look else. that up real quick. We can always edit out the, the pause. But I, I just wanted to. I wanted him to bring me a picture of him at like 22. Because I, it just happens to be right next to Val Kilmer. I just imagine that he had this secret movie career that he never told me about. Wouldn't that be great? Like, oh yeah, you look just like it. Like, well, here it is. Yeah. Just do that one movie one and, movie and you're never done. do anything else. In fact, I had a friend in college who he was always full of shit. So he fit right into our crowd. Right. And he was going on about how he used to be a child actor. He was from Austin. And so we didn't, you know, we didn't buy half of his shit anyway, yeah. just from that. And he told us about doing, you know, these commercials and that he would, you know, have some bit parts and some little movies and that he did some of this print stuff and. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because everybody goes to college and starts telling bullshit yeah, stories. Yeah, because nobody knows. Well, so he finally popped off one time and he said like, he, he said that he was in that movie Nadine. I was like, well, I I know that movie. The, you remember the old movie with uh, Jeff Bridges yeah. and Kim Basinger? Uh-huh. And so sure enough, we all busted out the VHS one night. And there he is. There he was as a little kid. He had just like a, he was in it for about eight seconds, but he was in it. Well, there you go. So then we had to just swallow every story he told. Yeah, there, there's a picture of your uh, professor. Right That's there. him. Like, I actually did more stuff, but it doesn't look anything like he does. I don't know if he had work or He anything. had such a 
you know, cartoon like face. That's what face. It looks like now. I've just got a blank screen. Oh, uh, did here. it go? Sorry. I'm scared to swipe on yeah, your you phone. You should not swipe on my phone ever. Ever, ever, ever. I'd hate to find a family member in a compromising position. Family member being wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was talking about my family oh, members. Your family? It's basically the same. It's all it's yeah. all together. Damn it, I can't can't make it bigger. Let me see. There he is, that. current. Oh man. Doesn't even I I would not even recognize no, him. No, I had all. to I had to zoom in and find And it looks like he's had work. I'm sure he has. But yeah. Does that, work ever actually make anything better? Well, it depends on the type of work. I mean, t- maybe titties. But you mean like face <laughs> facial work? Your scrotal plasty? How'd that go? You know, you get I think that's where you get the most bang for your buck. I tell you what, I think circumcision is where you get the most bang Boy. for your buck. Man, those guys, those poor guys that for whatever reason get circumcised. And it regrows? No, I'm talking about the just getting circumcised as an adult. Oh, yeah. Because it, I don't care how much they're going to convince you that, you know, it's not going to be painful or whatever. The recovery process is going to be fine. Just the mental aspect that you have to go through thinking of this is what I'm about to go through right. with. And then you're looking down I'm, and you've got blood dick for... I'm, I'm, I'm going to write you a check for some mutilation. <laughs> I mean, God. I mean, I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it happened as a child. Oh, I'm so glad. How about, how about guys that are just moils on the side? How about the hard sell in the early days of Judaism? <laughs> yeah. When it's like, when Abraham says, Hey, everybody that works for me, That's we're right. all toughing this off. Yeah. Let me tell you. And wait let, a minute, boss. <laughs> just go ahead and kill me. <laughs> let me take a hard no on that. I've got this, this flint that I've sharpened up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, unless I get to physically watch you walk on water, right. then I'm going to hold off on this for just a little bit. Speaking of walk on water, uh, the missus and I last night, she was a little bit, she was tired. She she took all the kids to Great Wolf Lodge, which I dodged this week. Well, that's the play. But I've done it, was, and that's the play. She was worn out, so she's like, we just put something on. I like to go there just for a weekend by myself. We ought to go there just us. <laughs> Me, you, and Evie, and just <laughs> just do the whole uh, just, just slides, we <laughs> all on one tube. <laughs> just get in the, the little splash park area. I was at the pool the other day. Do what? the scavenger hunt right. where you we're, go around. We're doing the little wands. <laughs> yeah, anyway. knocking kids out of the way. <laughs> oh, I've wanted to knock some kids out of the way there. <laughs> anyway, on Hulu, there's they got a bunch of stuff from Adult Swim, and I'd never watched it. I'd seen it advertised but i never had seen watched it black jesus i haven't heard of it so it's set in compton okay and jesus is basically a homeless guy all right with a bunch of hood rat buddies <laughs> but he's it, it's it's got r.i.p eddie uh charlie murphy in it oh yeah and Great. john witherspoon from oh. the dad from um the friday movies gotta coordinate but jesus is very he's all about love and he's and if somebody does him wrong he he knows the person's name already. He's like, oh come on, I can't, I, I can't hate you. And he's and he's healing people. I'm definitely gonna have to check this it, out. It was interesting. It's not great, but I do think you would appreciate it. It doesn't have to be great to get my attention. No, no, mo- no. That's most of our life could be summed up by that. Exactly. This podcast could be named. It doesn't have to be great. That's right. And that would be accurate. We've got a lot of good uh, 
alternate titles and names. We for really do. Whenever we ditch heavy and just go solo. Yeah, which this got, is kind of the transition yeah, this, to. Yeah, this is just kind of testing the waters. We'll give him one more week to show up. Maybe. With a full body tattoo. No regrets. <laughs> Speaking of shows, I think I told you that I finally started The Wire. Yes, you did tell me. And I've been binging it how, like a how mofo. How far are you? Because that's I, a lot of episodes. It is. I am three episodes into season two. All right. See, I'm, I've am i never gotten past season two, and I need to catch up. Because I got bogged down watching some... I think I played catch up on Game of Thrones, and then I stopped my wire progression. Well, I finally... You know, I cut the cord. Yes. Uh, which I'm glad I did. Because, I, I mean, what TV I do watch would be something on Netflix anyway. I mean, I'm big into documentaries. Right. I watch a lot of... That. Or it'd be shows like... I watch Leftovers, which is on HBO Go. Right. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't need satellite. Really. Yeah, it, it's something, and I don't watch any sports. I do that, but but you get you get still you're close enough that you can get over the air. Yeah, can't you? Yeah, and you can get you know you can get your local channels on Sling yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and you, I mean, you can you can make do for but sure. It's, it's one of those things. I I don't regret it at all cutting it and. The kids are funny. They still bitch sometimes. There's things that they don't get to see. Yeah. But I'm like, you've got all this other shit you watch. Oh, man, I'm sure I've given it a hundred times, but it goes in the category of like, you've got it so good. Yes. Now, like, I don't want to hear one bitching about category, fill in the blank, and then I'm going to tell you a story about why. Right. And I've told the story about, look, Cartoons used to be for about three or four hours once a week on Saturday. And if you had something else going on Saturday, like a soccer game or a baseball game or whatever, you know, you were out of luck for the week. Now you could, you could get a little, you know, semi cartoon with a Davy and Goliath on Sunday morning. Right. And you could get a little like pre eight o'clock on channel 11. You could get a little bit. You, I could catch like 10 minutes of three stooges before school, but. You, I mean, now it's just, you know, it's like everything on the internet. It's anytime you want it all the time. Yeah. I just want everything well, right now. My kids are like Jay Cranfield. They don't want to watch anything that's black and white, you know? Yeah. I mean, you try with these kids to indoctrinate them to the good stuff. You tell them, look, turn off that new fucking Tom and Jerry, and we're going to watch old Tom and Jerry the way Tom and Jerry... I didn't even know there was a new Tom and Jerry until a couple years ago. And have you seen this shit? No, I have not. It's an abomination. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I need old, racist, non-PC Tom and Jerry. That's what I need. Yeah, that's all I want. That's the good stuff. That's all I want. I want old school, pain in the ass, Woody Woodpecker. And Heckle and Jekyll. That's right. I I don't need your new bullshit. I don't need Backyardigans. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I want borderline sexual assault, Bluto and Popeye and olive oil. Exactly. I need stuff that is non CPS approved. It, it's it's shocking how bad the new stuff is, and it's also shocking how bad the live action stuff is too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's no subtlety. There's no level of. It's just punchline. Laugh track, punchline, laugh track, punchline, laugh track. It's like watching Big Bang. It is. That's yeah. what it's like watching. <laughs> He's directing that spotlight right at you, T Dog. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's, it's awful. bad. I mean, it, yeah. It's like, it's high school play bad. Oh, golly. You know, I, I did a lot of high school plays. And, 
<laughs> and I downed a lot of donuts, little and chocolate they, donuts. They were awful. They, I mean, every damn one of them was awful. I, man, our senior play was. I know it's out there on videotape somewhere. And maybe we'll, if, maybe if we ever do a live appearance, which we'll never do, we'll screen it. We'll just play that. Well, you're the only one in it because I wasn't. Oh, you were. I, I was on the crew. You were off. I was you off, were off stage, stage. <laughs> for a while. I was off off stage. I was. You were busy maiming people in the parking lot. I was lot. out of commission uh, for a little while. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, interesting. I'd much rather watch heavies. Yeah, because we're not in that at all. And what did he do in his? Do you remember what was theirs? I think theirs was Seven Brides for Seven oh, Brothers. Oh my gosh, and was he's he one of the brides? <laughs> He did a uh, Tony Perkins where he played kind of deal where he played a bride and a brother. He did Seven Brides, Seven Brothers, One Man Show, starring the <laughs> one and only Heavy Longmire. He had symbols on his knees. <laughs> well, that's we're going to have to ask him. We're going to have to lead with that next time and ask him to tell us about his senior play. We need to start working back channels and see if we can get a copy of that. Oh, I guarantee you I can go from my dad to his dad, to his mom, to somebody, if they don't have one, to somebody else and get a copy. I know some I mean, gals, hell, I can get you a toe by three o'clock. I know his gal, some gals in his class, I think I could get that. I think I could get that. Well, we need a pirate copy of that. That'd be good stuff. All right, well, if you have a pirate copy of Heavy Longmire's senior play, you can email us the details at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Bye. Adios. Charlene Shaherless. Who? 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 Are you a fucking owl? The lady you've been talking dirty to on the telephone every day last week. Yeah, all right. You know what? You can't tie me to her. Well, who needs to? Because your ass is on a plane back to New Jersey, Jagoff. Oh, man. I just want to get mixed up with that bitch. Because she got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up it. Ferocious, aren't I? When I think of asses, Woman's ass. Something comes out of me. Jesus! <laughs> all right, Jesus. What you got for me today? I've been good. Talk good to me, brother. You know the world is yours, man. Whatever you want, man. I need the numbers to the lotto. The lotto numbers? That the best you can ask, man? I mean, there's folks out here dying of famine and pestilence, and you want the lotto numbers. Come on, man. You can do better than that. What can you give me, then? I got some kindness. I got compassion. And I got love for all mankind. You better get up on some of that, man. Don't nobody want no shit like that. Oh, man, we'll your stanky ass then, man. I don't stink if I think I would smell myself. Yes, you do stink. You smell like ass and crackers. You got the nerve walking around with all that brown on, looking like the UPS man, nigga one Kenobi, Taliban to Al-Qaeda. Oh, yeah? You look like you got a head full of barbecue Brillo pads, mother What? Yeah, you, partner. You can't insult me in my living room. You too, homeboy. I still love your bitch ass. By default, fool. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>